One, two, three, four. Sometimes I don't want to face life. Sometimes I feel empty inside. Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome to the 67th episode. On this one, we've got a Christmas special for you. We are going to be reviewing Possessor. Get ready, guys. It's going to be a good one. And also, we have a movie from the vault. It's only Black Christmas. How you been, mate? You right? Yeah, I'm alright, you know, another lockdown, another Possibly. Christmas, We've re- this is our third Christmas now, third Christmas podcast. Yeah, that, don't you? how quick has it gone? Fucking hell. So quick. Exciting, and, we, and the third one, we've actually done Black Christmas, the Christmas classic. Finally, I've got you to actually unwrap the Blu-ray and watch it, finally. So happy. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see, we shall see. So what have you been up to? You've been watching much? Mainly the, I mean, I'm literally sucking like Mickey Mouse's cock at the moment and uh, watching like uh, the Mandalorian. That's what you're going to say then. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've been watching uh, the Mandalorian and actually I'll start a new TV series uh, with the with my partner, um, The Shooter, which is not really horror, but, you know, we like it. It's espionage. They're quite gory, actually. It's got Ryan Philippi in it. You know, okay. he's got some horror kudos in there from uh, I Know What He Did Last Summer. Oh, you know they're re-releasing that. Ooh, Jennifer mm-hmm. Love Tits. Come on. Oh, <laughs> <Let> me see. <laughs> That's her name, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, apart from that, no, not much. I mean, I, I've noticed that there are a couple of things that have popped up on Amazon uh they're worth a watch but um i'll probably bring them up in the news if that's okay oh of course yeah keep your cards to your chest mate what about you what have you been up to um i've not again i've not watched much horror i've been watching a few christmas movies uh trying to catch up on my christmas movies like i do every year have you um, watched a nightmare before christmas yet i've watched that about 20 million times because uh indy my son absolutely loves it as you know so he's just watched it so much. I mean, I just managed to get it off, and now he's <laughs> now he's on the Grinch, like the animated yeah. one. There's, oh, Scott Mosier, the Mosier classic. Yeah, yeah, wicked. So he's onto that. But I watched I watched uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation the other day. Classic. I watched that the other day. Did you? Yeah, love that movie. Love it. And uh, and I, it's got a little bit of a horror element. Have you seen the newer one, Last Christmas? No. With um, Daenerys from Game of Thrones. That's got a horror element to it. It has. I'm not going to tell you what, but I watched it. It broke me a little bit. It broke me a little bit. I must really? Say, a little bit, yeah. So I'd definitely go and watch it because it's actually worth a watch. Did you By, by Paul Feig that does uh, all the horror, mo- uh, horror movies, all the comedy movies. Like It's, it's quite good. Quite good. I'll go check that. But anyway, it's not horror. It's got a little horror element to it, kind of. But I'll let you make your own mind up. All right, mate. I'll give that a shout. Okay. 
have you got any news to bring me? I have got a few bits. Let's hear them. You want to hear them? Yeah. Okay. Wow. There's not a deluge of news, but I want I want to pick your ear holes about a few things. How do you feel about the Warner HBO Max thing? So Warner have obviously come out and said um, that they're going to basically put all their movies simultaneously in the cinemas and on HBO Max in the States. I do believe that's most of that's going to be like Sky for us. So it'll be like on demand, VOD. Um, so obviously there's horror that Warner Brothers have. So the devil, like Conjuring, the devil made me do it will be coming out. Dune. Um, and obviously we've got Godzilla versus Kong. Um, so how do you feel about that? What do you think? What are your thoughts? Uh, mate, I don't really know because it's like, you know, tell me when COVID's gone. Tell me when the fuck we can do something and I can give a shit. If I wouldn't give a shit so much if it was like um, this, my local cinema was open, I could just go down to the cinema. I mean, I can't watch Wonder Woman right now. It's at one cinema in Swindon, but it's not at the cinema that we go to. Um, I don't know, man. Um <sighs> Am I going to get HBO Max? No, because I'm in England and I can't. If I was in US, I probably would get it because it's a load of good content. Um, I don't know. Um, I'll wait and see. It's just it just seems like everyone's just like bye bye baby bye bye. It's like fucking cinemas going, but it's like why would it? Why you know all for all the good TV that we have, I can't the cinemas. You can't beat the cinema. Yeah, and I agree. I'm just, I think it's what what the problem is, is that what we're in right now with the pandemic and everything, it's it's kind of escalated much quicker, <clears throat> where this would have probably been kind of four or five years down the line where, and I get it because com- big companies and corporations have to look after their kind of what, you know, their money and they have to make money. So I don't see it changing the cinema. If if we were living in a non COVID world <laughs> living in a material a COVID world. Because you've had a few beers. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know. I just I just don't see it making a difference. I see when the cinema's open and we're all back to normal, people are still going to go to the cinema. I hope you're right, Because Paul. you're going to see... What the fuck? You were telling me that you're not going to go and watch, like, Star Wars and uh, Endgame-esque movies in the cinema. Pfft. Don't fucking think so. True, but... I just think, uh, it's, I think it's a nice to ha- a nice addition, too. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know, what effect it has. I mean, I just hope it doesn't maintain that all the way through, because, you know, it'd be nice that if they just put kind of maybe put it in the theatres for the first kind of three months and then went to VOD and give it a chance at least. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see I mean, what difference does it make, really, mate? Unless, as long as people are putting money in the fucking pockets of the people that are doing it, that's what they give a shit. If the money comes from HBO Max, it comes from HBO Max. If it comes from cinema, it comes from cinema. As long as these fucking idiots are getting money, that's all they care about. I think it's more like because it will damage, you know, the cinemas a bit more. Like whether, you know, it's a lot of people don't. There, there is a big majority of people that don't care about the movies. Not everybody's like us, isn't it? It's just like they'll, they'll sit at home with their fifty-five inch TV, sixty-inch TV, whatever, and not really care. Um, 
And, you know, there's the pricing around it as well. It, it is expensive to take your children to the cinema, all of them, where you could probably just pay a tenner and watch the whole movie. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll always go to cinema and you always go to cinema. So that, I think there's still, there's still legs in it. Yeah, totally agree. And if all comes yeah. to worst, the worst, me and you will bring out Draw One Last Breath. Horace. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, I've got to win the Euro Millions first, but we'll yeah. see. What else you got? Um, I wanted to talk about the Alien TV show. I don't know yep. if you had that in your, your news. I might have seen it. I need to talk about this because I'm quite excited because the, the guy Noah Hawley is, was, is a showrunner for Fargo and Legion. I've not seen, I've seen the first season of Fargo, but I've not seen any Legion. So I don't know what those shows are like. Legion's good. Yeah. Obviously it's the thing that's based on, uh, Charles Xavier's son. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, very interesting, very dark, very twisted. So, and the cinematography is fucking incredible, as was Fargo. And yeah. where the dialogue and the sort of character base. So there's a good mix there. There's yeah, a very yeah. good mix. So I don't know, man. I'm excited for him at the helm. All that's come out at the moment is obviously it's, they've said it's set on Earth. And they've, they've said it's going to be a scary thrill ride. I don't give a fuck if it's set on Earth. Not, not bothered. As long as there's Marines in it. I fucking hope there's some sort of Marine side of things. And it's kind of like it's get, it gets a bit nasty, maybe. So, um, Hulu and FX. So, at least mm. we get it over in the UK. That should be cool. Yes, definitely. I really, I really, I mean, this could, this could take up, you know, that space of like, you know, that Walking Dead kind of bit. Yeah, but, yeah, that's where the Walking Dead did sit, didn't it, in the UK? Yeah, Sat on the yeah. FX channel, along with some other things. Sense Eight, I think, was FX as well. So, I don't know, man. Bring it on. Exciting stuff, mate. What what you got? Give me some news for my ears. Well, I got a couple of things that are been announced that are now on uh, streaming services that are worth uh, checking out. A couple okay. of things: uh, Blackwater Abyss that we reviewed earlier in the year, the crocodile movie. We gave, I think, maybe five out of ten. Worth a watch. Uh, worth a watch. It's on Netflix at the moment, so that'd be quite a good Christmas little horror movie if everyone wants to see that. Tales from the Lodge. Yeah, Tales from the Lodge. <laughs> Uh, starring Mackenzie Crook, that was at uh, Fright Fest last year, 2019, is on Amazon at the moment. I'm going to go and check that out before oh, next. Uh, uh, Prime, or do you have to pay for it? Prime, no oh, pay. Free brilliant! Hell yeah! I really wanted to see that, so that's quality. And as we mentioned, Porno from last year is on Shudder. So there's a couple of treats from last year's uh, thing that I haven't seen. I haven't seen Porno. Haven't seen Tales and Lodge. We'll be going out to check those bad boys out. I mean, it, it, it's it's probably not, you know, we need to probably mention this, um, even though maybe some of it may relate to horror, maybe 1%, but obviously Disney had their big fucking showcase cunt thing that they released every bastard thing in the world that's happening over the next 25,000 oh years. Uh, and we're, you know, and we like, we like our Marvel, we like our, our Star Wars, so... Oh, yeah, there was a lot to to fill your boots on. I'm not going to go too much on the Star Wars stuff. It just but... kept coming, though, didn't it? It just oh, like, yeah. it was like, I'm like massive dong from like Disney. They just whacked it out and just rubbed it all over our faces. Mando's obviously just finished. <laughs> we watched that today. 
But we've got WandaVision coming in January 2021 and we were tra- treated to a new trailer. It just looks very Black Mirror and I'm very, very excited to watch it. And it tallies on with the horror, the Sam Raimi, uh, Doctor uh, Strange, was it? Um, oh, Mo- uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. So he's going to appear in the WandaVision TV series at some yeah, point okay. and it's going to intertwine and Doctor Strange is also going to be in spi- the Spider-Man movie and we back to that all intertwining lovely Marvel goodness um, so that's back so and uh, Doctor Strange is Sam Raimi May, hopefully it won't be Spider-Man 3 hopefully we won't get any emo dancing but <laughs> we'll see and then in March 2021 we get the Falcon Winter Soldier we get Black Widow in May 2021 pushed back as well as Loki the TV series there's a lot they just finished on Shang-Chi the one thing I'm quite excited about is what I, the what if, then it's going to be a cartoon and the the fuck it. I don't know if you saw the trailer, but no, what, no. mate? The animation's fucking fantastic. Have you, did you watch the Love, Death and Robots thing? Yes, I did. There's some animation. It just looks very professionally done and it looks incredible. A lot of people are saying it looks a bit like Into the Spider Verse. Yes, um, but there's like, I think I caught like uh, uh, T'Challa is picked up by. Um, Rooker's and Rooker's actually voicing. Yeah, I've heard that. that yeah, fucking ace. So um, that's quite interesting. It uh, looks like there's a zombie cap. You know, let's bring on Marvel zombies, man, all day, all day. That, then, that'd be cool. If they bring Marvel zombies, we will do that for an episode of Drawing Last Breath. Oh, without doubt. Any 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 chance to get a little bit of Marvel in there? You know, and there's a load of shit. Eternals. Angelina Jolie's in that. Miss Marvel looks quite interesting. Hawkeye TV series. Spider-Man 3, great. Going on to Doctor Strange. Going on to 4, Love and Thunder. Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. There's a lot. There's some, you know, there's some quite interesting ones from a horror perspective. Like we said, Secret Invasion maybe. Uh, Quantum Mania. I don't know. Maybe Armor Wars, Moon Knight. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they bring. But just, yeah, a lot. <laughs> That's why the cinema is important. Get in there. But yeah, a lot of cool shit. Um, <laughs> You're going anywhere, mate. You'll just yeah. be Disney Plus. Fuck yeah, fucking Disney Plus. Just bring it all in Disney Plus. I don't give a shit. Right. Um, moving on to a little bit back to pure horror. The first trailer for CBS Clarice, a TV follow-up to The Science of the Lambs, has been released. Um, it doesn't give us much. It's a bit of a teaser. Um, we do get flashes of Buffalo Bill. Um, oh. yeah. What kind of flashes? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what kind of flashes. <laughs> not them, not them flashes. Um, we are told that, that there's going to be no appearance from the notorious Hannibal Lecter. Um, which is I, think that's a good, I think that's a good thing. It looks to be, Clarice looks to be the main figure of the behavioural science unit. I, I don't know who's going to be playing Clarice, but it looks to be following her. And she was quite an interesting character and she had an interesting job. So, yeah, we'll see where that well, that goes maybe a bit like um, what's that Vince Vaughn and uh, Colin Farrell thing that they did and Woody Harrison. Do you remember that? Quite dark. Oh, um, yeah, I know which one. The the cop thing. The really cop. Dark. Oh, what was it called? It's like two seasons separate. Oh man, that's just throwing my head. Oh, can't remember that. But whatever. So it's a bit like that. True detectives. Detect- so maybe a bit like that. Maybe you know some kind of serial killer esque thing. We shall see. That's it. Um, I don't know if you saw this. Wrong turn. 
Yes, I did watch the trailer. What did you think? Mate, I've got a real soft spot for Wrong Turn, the first one. But that had what? It had Alicia Dushku in it, didn't it? Yeah. Mm. I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was, it was cool. Really, really. It went on to have five fucking. I know. Uh, you know, five sequels. Henry Rollins is in the second one. Uh, I mean, Ooh. why wouldn't you want. Uh, fuck it, reboot the shit. And it looks back to the original Raw Roots. It looks very dark and look modern and twisty. I like it. I like the like They could put like a really weird deliverance feel on it or yeah. something like that, make it really dark and like dirty. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm, that, I'm looking forward to it. That fear is never going away. The the fucking, you know, the, the hobos, and, the hobos in the wood. <laughs> the backwards you know. inbreds in the wood. That's woods. what we want to see, mate. We want to do a horror movie where <laughs> you've got these survivalists at the moment that are all like um, building their bunkers in the middle of nowhere. You could build a fucking horror movie around that. Mm. Definitely. You know, I want to get into that bunker on all costs or I, I bring a stranger into my bunker or there's a stranger outside the bunker. I don't know, man. A bit, so, like, a bit like Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane kind of thing. Yeah, a bit like that, but some kind of something different maybe. I don't know. Maybe what they're going to do with Quiet Place 2 next year as well. We'll see. I can't, yeah, I can't believe that. No, think it's this year. Fuck me. Oh, my God. There's a couple of ones that we missed this year. There was, there was one called um, Antlers, which I keep seeing the trailer for over and over again. It looks fucking dark, man. Yeah. Uh, but we didn't get to see it, and I bet you it's going to be shit. But we didn't get to fucking <laughs> see it, which is fucking annoying. Um, so, yeah, Antlers. pop up. Freaky, we still need to watch. Yeah. But, yeah, lots of cool shit. You got anything else? No, I haven't, unfortunately. No, no. All right. Well, that uh, <laughs> Let's get on to our main review. Interface is active and we're at full power. What's your levels this time? You just make sure you pull the trigger on the way out. After initial binding, you'll be locked in with no loss of control permitted during this performance. We can't afford any mistakes on this one. Ready? One. Two. Okay, this week's main movie, we are talking Brandon Cronenberg, son of David Cronenberg, uh, movie, the Canadian beauty that is uh, all over the fucking shot at the moment. Everyone keeps on showing their sexy ass Blu-ray covers of this really yellow, dark mask. Um, we are looking to talk about Possessor, which basically follows an agent who works for a secretive organization that uses brain implant technology to inhabit other people's bodies ultimately driving them to commit assassinations for high-paying clients. I mean, this is very Black Mirror in its sort of essence. 
again, we talk about this, we say this a lot, but basically, a lot of the movies... Everything's Black Mirror. Life is Black Mirror at the moment. Everything's Black Mirror. Black Mirror has left a fucking stamp on uh, pop culture, and I think we're going to see that uh, move forward. Black Mirror is just like the now of, you know, like that guy who always predicted everything. What was his name? Back in the day. Nostradamus. <laughs> no, that's the vampire, you prick. Oh, Nostradamus. Yeah, yeah. No, so, it like, was. It was Nostradamus. <laughs> Nostradamus is a fucking... That's even better. Speaking <laughs> fucking... Nostradamus predicts what's going to happen in the future. That's a TV show right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Black, yeah, Black Mirror is just fucking literally... Tells you how life's going to be going forward. But yeah, carry on. Wow, this movie, we get to talk about this fucking incredible Canadian treat um, from the mind of uh, Brandon Kroberg. Is this his first outing? No, he's got a few in in the back burner. Okay, Um, I did did new do my research. (laughs) He's got a couple. um, He's done a few shorts, he's done a few movies, but um, this is his first big outing, I think. And it was a fucking outing. I mean, I don't know when we're going to stop comparing things to Black Mirror, but fuck it. <laughs> what What was your What did you your initial thoughts on this bad boy? Well, um, there's been so much hype about this movie because I I read about it so such so long ago when it, I think it premiered at like I think it's Sundance or something like that. And apparently, loads of people just came out of that so positive, like, "What the fuck? That's you know, that's a piece of." cinema history right there like literally loads of people just saying it's absolutely fantastic like reviews were great um i've not heard a bad word about it um and obviously i've seen a lot of it about it online as well like a lot of hype so i was expecting very big things i'll be honest because of all the positive stuff i'd read I mean, it's it's got a fucking great little cast. I mean, we've got the lovely Andrea Riseborough. We saw a Mandy. Um, It's got Jennifer. Oh, that's where she's from. Yeah. Now I know. (laughs) We've got Jennifer. So unusual looking, isn't she? She's ace. Um, We've got the incredible Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah. I mean, you know, those who don't know, she's got obviously The Hateful Eight, um, Dolores Claiborne. She is a 80s fucking hero, as far as I'm concerned. She's great. Christopher Abbott, Colin Tate, that was quite an interesting character. I haven't seen him in anything. I don't really recall. He seems to be quite a uh, new boy. He starred, He did star in First Man and The Sinner, but um, apart from that, I haven't really seen him in too much. So I was, I was quite excited to see his performance, and it was really, really good. Um, so, yeah, the acting chops, big tick for me. The cinematography and, you know, it's quite arty. It did have a very effective way that it was shot, you know, in terms of what it did. It had the technology um, for me. Um, and then the big thing that it had was the uh, the gore factor. Well, I mean, talk to me about that, dude. Yeah, it's good. Obviously, we if you go back to episode 50, you can listen to our Dan Martin interview. Ding, ding, plug. Um, yeah, because Dan Martin did um, a lot of the special effects in this. And I do believe, if you listen back to that episode, it literally, um, Brandon Cronenberg wanted just pure effects, like special effects, practical special effects, all the way through. 
uh, with very little um, kind of like any other stuff really. Uh, and I think that really showed. I mean, it is quite graphic, and we saw a lot of cock. We saw a bit of cock. I mean, I, there's a few That's things. Like, that... You don't get many movies where you see a lot of cock. <laughs> a couple of times. Do you need to see a lot of cock, Matt? No, but I thought, you know, it's, it's fresh, breath of fresh air, seeing a cock. You don't normally see it. It's like real, you know. Matt likes to see a bit of cock, so there we just learned a bit more about Matt there. That's and, there was a, and there was a bit of stiff cock as well. Bit of stiff cock too. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Okay. Um, podcast. We're just but about yeah, Going to a bit of spoiler territory now, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think we have to. We unfortunately spoiler alert because we have we have to talk about some key parts of this. So I want to. So fuck it. (laughs) Initially, um, when it first started, I didn't really know what to expect because I I I tried to stay away from reading into what the actual plot was about um, because I actually thought it might have been to do with like. Obviously, by the title Possessor, I thought, oh, maybe it's got something to do with Possession-ish in there somewhere. So I didn't know what to expect. So I was going in completely blind. Um, but it was, it was very, very interesting from the very opening scene. It goes straight in there. I'm with, you, I'm with you, mate. I didn't know what to expect. I mean, when I first saw the first opening scene, I saw these, you know, young, I don't know what they were, angels just like walking along kind of. And then suddenly, boom. Fucking some big fat dude gets fucking stabbed to death. Not just like, stabbed, like literally. How many times did he get stabbed? It was, it's ridiculous, and it gets to the point where it's uncomfortable, which is moves into that territory. When it moves into that uncomfortable territory, you know you've seen something different, and it was uncomfortable to watch. Mm. Um, uh, and then like the after bit was again, it played with your head a little bit. It was like, hang on, what the fuck? I'm going to shoot myself. I'm not going to shoot myself. Okay, I'm going to get killed by cops. And then it's like, ah, oh, here's the fucking, the uh, sci-fi edge to it. Brilliant. Mm. Brilliant. I'll give it a little bit of a round of applause, just just that first initial bit. I was like, this is what I'm going to expect. Awesome. Some little bits of it were very, for me, I don't know, like Nolan-esque. Like, you know, like just a little bit with the, the tech side of things and the kind of like, the 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 kind of weirdness and the kind of like obviously the storyline centers around this character that works for the agency but it, the technology the tech side of it was very interesting of the way they kind of like i mean i didn't obviously understand it completely but what i could get from it was that they they have got some kind of thing in their implant in their head right right and That's then, what I established, yeah. Yeah, and then they kind of go into this machine that puts them into this person that's had the implant put in. Is that correct? Oh, I don't know. I didn't think that that I didn't think that there was a an implant in the other gut in the in like the receiving end. Oh, okay. That's why I didn't see that. Okay, maybe I missed that. I that, don't know. That, I don't know because that's, I was thinking, how do they? I didn't know how they. How they pushed it, but it just seemed like very, and they played that very that sort of um, takeover of consciousness, I suppose. Yeah. Quite interestingly, they didn't just like oh eyes open, it's yeah. in there. They showed a sort of inner workings of it, and I thought that was quite interesting because it kind of showed the complexity as well as the sort of um, 
I don't know, the PTSD element that definitely our character was feeling. Um, and it just showed that there, it sort of doesn't, it's not easy what they're doing. It's not clean. It's not, it's not completely there. There's something quite wrong about what they're doing. Um, but, it's not simple. Yeah. But then, the, then there's the element of the character. I can't remember. Was it Tazia? Tazia Voss, the main character? Yeah. She, there's an element of where it's a job, but then there's an element of where she's getting enjoyment out of this job. And now she's, she's pushing the boundaries because she can live a different life through. So obviously she's living this life through other people where she's now doing killings, but she's could have done it a lot cleaner, but she's decided to do it in the most graphic, craziest ways where they're like, they were like, you could have shot him. Why didn't you shoot him? It was meant to be a clean kill. And then, but she stabbed this guy like, I don't know, 80 times. But it's like, there's this other side is that she's getting a thrill out of this. And is she liking it? Is she getting a thrill off this kind of thing? And I thought that's where you had to make your own mind up because like, did she have PTSD from doing the assassins that she's performing? Did she have neural decay from the machine that she's using? Or did she simply stop detaching herself from from it? Do you know what I mean? It's like, how long is she actually in this? And it's just like, it's just like, I, I was playing with that all through the whole thing. And a beautiful thing when she went into the new guy, Colin, um, and the first thing, when the first thing she did, she's having sex with her girlfriend or whatever. Well, Jane, I, I think this, that's where she's pushing the boundaries and going, oh, I'm going to try this. I've got to have a bit of this because, like, I don't know how it feels. I'm going to do it. So, like, doing all these things. Because what I kind of gather is that her, they touch on a normal life as well that seems quite mundane and boring and she's not really getting on with her husband. It seems something's kind of weird there. I thought she'd left the husband. Yeah. Coming back. And her like home that. life's bad. So, yeah, I think... But then that I think that's that's kind of aiming at the fact that she's always doing these jobs where she's living a total different life so the escapism from her real life as well portrays talking about penises yeah talking about penises let's, let's take it, yeah let's take it up a notch yeah okay you down a notch <laughs> when she was um in bot in that in that body she did check out the penis that was clever though i like the way it kind of like intertwined them both hmm that was clever. But would you check out the penis if you were going into another body? If, like, you had to go into my body, would you check out my penis? Absolutely not. I'd have to get a microphone. A <laughs> microphone? <Hey. laughs> Sorry, let me refresh. You'd have to get a microphone, would you? I'd have to get a magnifying glass. Right. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Well, did you feel that she was um, fucking up the plan? When she was in Colin, did you feel that she wasn't, did you feel there was a plan when she like, she was following through with it? I think there was a plan, but I think that what I got from it, again, I don't know if this is right, is that he somehow was taking over the body and the conscience coming, it was coming back and she was losing the the kind of the losing the control over him that's what i felt like obviously he, she was kind of trying hard to to kind of like do stuff but he was overtaking 
her by doing other bits. Yeah, it was hard to understand if it was her instability that was causing that. Or yeah, if that was yeah. happening to other ones. Yeah, it was really interesting. Um, but yeah, that that her her second target is uh, was Sean Bean. <laughs> well, straight from oh. the get go, I was like, "Well, he's fucking dead." Yeah, you see, straight Sean away, Bean I was like, movie, "No doubt like, about it. He's, he's dead." It's like Sean Bean, tick, he's dead. I don't know. I'd love to know how many times that man's died in movies. <laughs> really would. There must be somebody must have like tallied it up. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to find out on the next episode. Nice, Sean Bean deaths. How many? Yeah. So, you, you want to talk us through this bit? Uh, gory as hell. Gory <laughs> as hell. Um, and now, not being... hats off to Dan Martin for this one. <sighs> Fuck Jesus me. Christ. Um, what does she do? Does she hit him with a poker stick? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. She has the choice to to shoot him. Yes, she does. <laughs> again. Uh, but she fucking hits him and hits him again with a poker stick and, like, pops his fucking eye out. Yeah, very, 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 very violent. And it looks yeah. like some of the, the things look so real. Like, you know that feeling when you watch something and it's like, it's like when she's stabbing the guy. The sound and everything just sounded so real. And it just, sometimes it looks so real. You're like, almost, is that real? I know it sounds weird saying it, but it, they've done a great job. Great job with the sound, the, the effects, everything. It just looks fucking crazy. Crazy good. Yeah. Um, and, and then we get like that whole confusion of, um, I still don't understand why she couldn't uh, bring herself back. Uh, after she'd done the job, she says, like, what did she say? Take me out. Pull, and then, Pull me out. And then she can't kill herself, and then she goes on. And it's weird. And then this is the fight into the consciousness for the next yeah. 25 minutes of the movie, I suppose. Um, and you get this, that weird mask that's on the Blu-ray. That was fucked up. That mask is fucking great. Yeah, it's weird. Again, it's like... That part was weird. It's just like, was it saying that she was like halfway between two kind of like, it wasn't him and it wasn't her. It was like him wearing her face. It was really weird. Yeah. Was she she sick of her old life that she just wanted to get rid of it in a way? And that's why, I don't know. It was just like, it was just hard to ascertain what was fucking actually happening. And that was a confusing, and it was a bit Serbian film, I think, towards the end. <laughs> Fucking hell. It got a bit dark, didn't it? Mm. Um, I, I just wrote that fucking mask as creepy as balls. The murders are fucking brutal, every single one of them, and even the ones that you don't really see that happen around him or her, as it were. Uh, depending on which consciousness that you're sort of looking at. It was just a very interesting, non-complex, but kind of complex story that you could, that you would sort of, I'd watch it again, 100%. Yeah, I think it's definitely one of those movies where I come across, I came out of it thinking, I now need to read what other people portray this as. And I haven't done that yet because I wanted to talk about it before to not, I'm just because I didn't want to read anything online because I was just worried that it would kind of make the conversation that we have different because I just wanted to kind of get your opinion on it because 
I, it just, it's good that it's made me want to find out more about it or, or people's perception of what's going on because it's a talking piece, isn't it? It's an interesting movie and it's an interesting concept. So yeah, um, it's, it's a very interesting one. Let's talk about the end. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Because we are talking spoilers, so fuck it. I just got to talk to you about this. Um, I did mention a Serbian film style ending and I think I am comfortable with that sort of comparison because, you know, he's, he's going after, he's, he want he, the sort of owner of the body wants, is very aware that she's sort of in there. Yeah. And he wants her out and he's going to go and fret. He's, al- he's almost kind of got rid of her, isn't he? He's almost yeah. back to normal pretty much at this stage where he, you know. And he goes and finds the family. Her family, and you know, there's there's a, there's the threats there, um, and then this really bizarre moment happens with her child, where the dad see, he's killed the dad, hasn't he? Well, has he, or is it her? Yeah, so, so the dad's dead <laughs> regardless, <laughs> but the her kid is what fr- shot her, or did he throw a knife? No, the 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 um the kid comes in. Yeah, I think he, sh- he shoots. Yeah, he sh- and uh, and then he she sort of whips around and shoots the kid, and realizes what she's done, and in and then you realize that actually <laughs> it's not the fucking kid at all. It's well, uh, it, is. it is a kid. It is, but it's somebody controlling her kid. Yeah. A fucking handler. And it's like, what? Because they obviously want her back. And to do that, they need to kill the body for her to come back. Mm. And it's like, hang on. So kill the body. She's come back. He's Both of them have come back. And now she's got to deal with her, her mate that's killed her kid, effectively. Yeah, so she's lost uh, basically her husband and her kid. But it's okay because she's been pulled out of this reality. <laughs> I don't know if she actually gave a shit. I think that... I don't know. That's the thing. I, I don't know. That's where it's like, was it her that was killing her husband? Because she just didn't give a fuck. And she's just gone past the point of no return, where she's just now a cold-blooded killer. And so her kid's now dead. Her husband's dead. And now she's going to be pulled back into the world. And her life's even more shit. You know what I mean? So mm. the, the ultimate thing is now... She's going to be back in a world that's even worse than when she left. So is that the moral of the story? I don't know, but very Escapism interesting. Escapism from your life isn't always the best way. You're looking for some moral, moral ambiguity. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. I I just thought it was like the the gore was incredible. Special effects, well done, Dan Martin. Fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, the direction, the whole the whole movie was um, tip top. It was on form. It was, it was a great way end 2020 is one of the best movies of this year that I've definitely seen it was way up there for me it was so different and original and such a an ode to um I don't know that mask bit definitely definitely gave a tip of the hat to his dad so in terms of the sort of body um dysmorphia and all that sort of stuff yeah loved it really enjoyed it what about you yeah, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say it's one of the best I've seen, personally. 
Um, I enjoyed it and I thought it was very, very good. Um, I'm probably just annoyed with myself that maybe it's a bit too intelligent for me. Maybe I'm missing something. Um, yeah, we get that a lot when we talk about movies. I sort of <laughs> get those sort of intelligent movies a lot more than you do. I, 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 I know, I know, I understand. Yeah, yeah well, that's for another chat. Um, yeah, I, just, I, I, I really did like it. I think I was probably setting myself up a bit too high hopes for it because of all the hype. And um, that's not by any way mean saying that I didn't like this movie and I didn't deserve, it doesn't deserve all the love that it's getting because it is a great movie. It's not one of my, one of my favourites of the year. Um, but it's definitely up there. Um, but I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it, but it was very, very strange. Definitely very, very strange. And I felt for me in some parts, it was just a, I mean, I can take, slow moving storylines but there was some some of it i felt like the pace was a bit slow for me um but you know that's my own opinion other than that i absolutely thought storyline interesting special effects out, out of this world um and an interesting watch and it made me like want to go and find out more and kind of find out kind of what it's all about okay well on that note, i like it more after a second watch maybe Maybe. What would you rate it? I would rate this, for me, seven breaths out of ten. For me. Okay. Yeah, it's an eight for me. It's cool. right up there on the, the top end of this year for me. I would I would have liked to have, have, have maybe had the Blu-ray, because it's not out over here yet. And maybe looked at some of the extras to kind of understand a bit more about it, maybe. Um, it's a shame that it's only VOD. Maybe that's a bit, I don't know. I think uh, maybe it could go up to an eight on the second watch if I, I was intelligent enough to get some of it. <laughs> we can't all be as young gifted as me. No. That's correct, Paul. You are right. <laughs> right then. Not. Let's move on to our something to scream about. So as it's Christmas, we've, as we always do, we buy each other, a, you know, a couple of little, couple of little cheeky gifts. But um, as it's COVID... And all this corona shit that's going around this year. We've had to drop them off on each other's doorsteps and do it remotely. Um, so I've got a couple of uh, little prezzies here. All been sanitised. So that's good. Never, what are you never... trying to say? <laughs> well, I'm trying to say that I don't want your aid. I, I, I coughed in one. Oh, great. <laughs> Enjoy so... jar, jar of cough. <laughs> what did we get last year? What did I, I got you? Did I break? I got. Did I get the Night of the Comet T-shirt last year? You did, yeah, yeah. And I, I got you a T-shirt, something. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good memory. <laughs> I don't remember. We've had mad, ball, mad balls in the past. We've been pretty good. Oh, you got the Ash the versus the Evil Dead figure. Yeah, one year. Oh, uh, mad ball. Yeah, the, the Rat DVD. The Critter from the Shitter. From the shitter. So last year, I think you got me Black Christmas. Yeah, that was one of them, yeah. And Rat, Rat Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right then, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll, I'll open this little one first. See what's in there. <laughs> Alright. Right. What's in here? Oh, cool. It's a uh, the little snake dude from Beetlejuice Pin Badge. It's not a snake, dude. That's the sandworm. Yeah, well, it's like a snake, though, isn't it? 
Well, it's a sandworm. Yeah, but it's like he's eating the other one, yeah. Yeah, It's quality. Nice one. Cheers, bud. You can open one of yours now. Right, then. Let's start with this one, then. Oh, fucking bastard tape. Oh! What the fuck is this? It's very apt to what you uh, said earlier. Well, what did I say? Nostradamus, but it's not Nosferatu. I, uh, this is an action micro figure, um, from World's Smallest. <laughs> and it's the World's Smallest action, um, horror action figure, Nosferatu. I mate. just thought, because you've got the World's Smallest everything, I Very thought good. you needed the World's Smallest <laughs> action figure. <laughs> Oh, very good. I it's love it. It's literally so tiny, it's the size of a pea. Well, that's still bigger than something. Um, yeah, and it glows in the dark, so that's great. Oh, mate, that's Does awesome. it glow in the dark? Yeah, it glows in the dark. <laughs> I didn't even know that. That's amazing. Okay. Oh, yeah, dude, thanks for that. What, what, oh. I'll open this next one. Oh, good, good wrapping, Paul. Thanks. Very well, folks, <laughs> Oh, sweet. It's uh, the Clive Barker book of Blood, volumes one to three. Awesome. Well, I know we talked about it after Rawhead Rex, so yeah. I thought one of us should have that book, so now we That's can actually so talk cool. about the tales. I, I nearly bought it for you for Christmas, but then I thought, no, I'll uh, get a tiny figure instead. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Oh, that Rawhead Rex right there, look. Can't oh, that. oh, quality. Cheers, dude. That's no great. Right, okay. My turn. And this is, uh, oh, it's quite solid. I'm going to guess DVD. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. I don't know many people who would have got this. This is a bit rare, isn't it? So I've got Tremors. Uh, the Kevin Bacon Absolute Butte from the 90s, which well, this is this has got to be a future rewatch. Fucking arrow, and it's the arrow version, which has comes with a little book, loads of little goodies, mate. This is lush. Yeah, it's got a poster in there, everything. It's like they're real nice limited edition sets. But the artwork for the for the actual, you know, the gravels, and that's from Arrow, <laughs> Arrow <Yeah>. Video, <laughs> mate. That's incredible. I'm really chuffed to bits with that one. Oh, Thank good. you. Good. I thought you'd like that. It's a classic. So I'm going to open this one now. Oh, he's only got me Clive Barker volumes four to six as well. I'm going I mean, to if you didn't guess. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's awesome, man. That's going to go straight up on my bookshelf after I've read it. That's awesome. I've really, I'm really stoked with that, mate, because I, I do definitely want to read those stories. Like, literally, wow chuffed, mate. Wow chuffed. Well, you get your readers out. That'd be wicked. Um, okay, I've got one more. And I've got one more after that. Sport, you can see, mate. Yeah. Mm, what's this? <laughs> Hang on. Uh, last, last exit to nowhere. What does that mean? Okay, I got a sticker. <laughs> Wayland Utani, Utani Corp. Okay, so I've got, um, well, that's, Alien. Alien? Yeah. Yeah. 
And it's a, it's sort of a, it's very apt for today. It's a, like a scarfy snooty thing. Like a mask snood kind of like you put it around your head from last exit to nowhere, and it covers your kind of face. I've got it on now. Oh, I know mate. it's not. I know it's not like uh, a cap or anything, but I thought it'll protect you when you're out and about. Mate, we need to protect okay. ourselves at the moment. I wish I'd got you some kind of horror mask now. This is uh, <laughs> this is very apt. This is gonna. This oh, is cool. gonna keep me I've warm. Got, I've got one, but it's um, the outpost one from the thing. So they're really cool. Oh, you mate, I them as well and everything. Very good. And that's from Last Exit to Nowhere. That is Last Exit to Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude, mate. This is awesome. I think. Uh, so I've got this last one. I'm going to open yeah. this one. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it is, it's like in a double video case. It's a 500 piece. Jaws puzzle, and most of it's blue water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> forever, <laughs> mate. Don't forget the white round the fucking leg. Oh God, <laughs> that's that's going to be impossible. <laughs> but I'll have a crack. Oh, uh, mate, I want it done by the end of the week. Yeah, <coughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> if we go into another lockdown, it's got to be done, right? <laughs> that is quality. So it's in like a blockbuster style double cassette, five hundred pieces, man. Oh my days. That's brilliant, man. Thank you so much, dude. That's really kind of you. Yeah, well, that all, I almost didn't give you that one. I was almost going to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Mate. Thank you very much. That's been that's been brilliant. That's yeah. awesome. Well, happy with that. Merry fucking Christmas to you, mate. Merry fucking Christmas. I know we need to pick Tremors at some point, because that is incredible. That is cool. Oh, yes, absolutely. Can't wait. I might have to put that in there with my in my in my glass cabinet. That's pretty damn sexy to go into a drawer. Yeah. All right, cheers for that, mate. I've got my snood on. Got me a little <laughs> weird Nosferatu tiny figure. <laughs> I don't know if I can take it out of its little plastic. It'd be too small, really. Got <laughs> to display it in your cabinet. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking cool. Oh, cheers, then, mate. That was cheers, awesome. Man. And now we better move on. And now let's move on to our moving from the vault. My mother's taking a place up at Mont Holly's. Anyone else want to come? Yeah. Sounds like fun. Great. How about you, Claire? Uh, no thanks, Barb. I've made some other plans. Listen, you pervert, why don't you go over to Lambakai? They could use a little of this. Yeah, I was supposed to meet my daughter here. Her name's Claire Harrison, do you know her? I'm sure you'll find her at the fraternity house. Have you seen Claire today? No one knows where she is. No, not since last night. Hello? Hello? Some of the girls are over here today, but I haven't seen Claire. Well, what the hell are you planning to do about it? 90% of the time, girls are reported missing from the college. They're at a cabin somewhere with a boyfriend. 
A high school girl's been murdered. Claude? Claude? obviously upset about something. I'd like to talk to him. Can you tell me where I might reach him? The caller is in the house. Oh, come on, this is a sorority house, not a convent. Are you up there? Jess? You can't rape a townie. So this episode is 1974's Black Christmas. As winter break begins, a group of sorority sisters, including Jess and the often inebriated Barb, begin to receive anonymous phone calls. Initially, Barb eggs the caller on, but stops when he responds threateningly. Soon, Barb's friend Claire goes missing from the house. Wow. I mean, so I've seen this film a couple of times before, and this is your first outing on this because I keep kept going on at you to watch it, and then I actually bought you a copy so you'd watch it, and you kept it in the cellophane for about a year, and then now I picked it for a movie on the from the vault, so we can chat about it. So talk to my ears, Mister Paul. Starring Margot Kidder and John Saxon. Great cast. Nineteen seventy four did not expect it to be that early puts it oh, good. puts it very early for in for a slasher you know for oh, say one of the the first slashers yeah um really um interesting sort of concept right up there with like i don't know henry's portrait of serial killer maybe and it's just kind of dark twisted um uncomfortable skittish obviously early in its scares not really it's not really doesn't rely on its sort of like hoaxy scares to it sort of just list, relies on a foundation of uh that 70s creepiness that you sort of know that creep 870s vibe that's just like dirty just feels <laughs> dirty that's where i got from it and a little bit rude yeah but and i and I, I did question halfway through it like why the fuck is this an 18 because the deaths are a bit lame. But then I was like, actually, the phone calls are fucking creepy as hell. They're, they're quite full on. For you. Now, what you've got to think, Paul, is this, like you said, this is 1974. We haven't had Halloween. Like, we haven't had Friday the 13th. Yeah, exactly. So this is all new. So people talking on the phone to what's supposed to be teenage girls... And what is the, the things he's saying is very, very graphic for that time. You would have never heard language like that off of people in 1974. Not that full on and that creepy, you know, especially and, in a film as well. And quite possibly the first POV cam that we've ever seen as well. It is one of the first, but we'll get on to that later. Ooh. But it's, yeah, it's just very disturbing listening to, that, listen to those phone calls. They're very creepy the girls are very kind of um perfect in their sort of casting they're, they're quite innocent but 
some of them aren't. So kind of, you kind of got that mix and you can see where the sort of it influences that sort of teen, um, that teen horror of the future. Definitely Absolutely. lots of like stamps on it from other movies, which is great. Even, um, even like scream style things. From yeah. The, big time. Like, you know, that whole thing of, you know, the girls is always kind of a, a, a ballsy, rude one. And there's always the kind of coy, kind of shy one. And there's, you know, and, and to to a to a point, you know. Definitely, but there was still some originality to it that, like, that, that things can't really like completely, you know, take take that take it like from script to script, which is great. Um, but there was some real levels of cheese in it as well, like um, the acting of the times that you saw, like the fucking shit cop. You know, some of the cop was fucking useless, and it's like you still get the. Um, the the pranks able to be able to play a prank on a fucking policeman and stuff that was the um what's your number fellatio and it's like you know the the two detectives are just fucking the street yeah the name of the street fellatio racking up <laughs> yeah he's been done he doesn't even know he's been done is it well, rude <laughs> the the thing is like so the director of this movie Bob Clark has pretty much done another movie another Christmas movie believe it or not. And it, it's one of my favourites, and it's called A Christmas Story. I don't know if oh, you've mate, ever seen that's it. my favourite Christmas movie. That's He directed that movie. No fucking way. Absolutely, 100%. So for is... Christmas Story and Black Christmas. Fucking Ralphie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You shoot your eye out. <laughs> shoot your eye out. Great movie. Fucking A. But, okay. yeah, so Bob Clark is like, he's, I think he's brilliant. I think yeah. the way he made this movie... Um, a lot of the kind of actors on this movie thought that this was going to go nowhere and it initially it bombed as well at the cinema completely bombed mm. and um, it just went mental like when it came out for rental and to buy uh, and now like people were just like it's a massive kind of like thing because also it's one of the first ever kind of seasonal horror movies there was no other seasonal horror movies before this so yeah and it's a lot of people uh say stand by this is the first actual slasher even though apparently bob clark um didn't say wanted to be a slasher uh it paved the way and and kind of like started the rules for it yeah that pov cam was very good and you can see like you know, the, it lifted off the screen for fucking, for the first Friday the 13th movie. And you don't know, you still don't know, who the fuck is the killer? Who the fuck is he? Well, this is, who this the is fuck it. is it? <laughs> so, remember, around 1974 as well, yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, there's a film called Bay of Blood, 1971. Psycho was 1960, but one of the first ever POV films, uh, that was filmed, was a film called Peeping Tom from 1960. So he wasn't one of the first people, but strictly Peeping Tom, I don't know. I've never seen it. I'm not sure if it's a strict horror film. But this movie, I fucking love this movie. I got, I got to say it. I think it's great. It's just like when I saw it, I was like, uh, it's a bit silly because like the house lady that looks after him, the I don't know what they call him, sorority mum or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Obviously, she's a, a bit of a bumbling drunk, and I was like, "This is a bit weird. It's almost comedic in places." But I think that's where, obviously, Bob Clark brought his comedic stuff 
in and it was, a bit. It, it was that dark horror. It's like, um, yeah. sorry, that dark comedy. Yeah, but that, but it's, it's comedy like she's taking like some booze out of the toilet to drink it and from the book and stuff. I was like, it's kind of weird. And it's like, that's a bit comedic. But then like when the phone call comes, you're like, that is fucking creepy. The way he's doing all the different voices and stuff like that. So creepy. And it's another good whodunit because it's like all the way through it. Who, you think it's one person, you think it's another thing and you, and you don't really know. Um, it was great, and there was a lovely, a lovely little line. I love the alcohol stash. I love the Mona. Um, I love the 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 Santa Claus, the shit Santa Claus. Yeah. Oh, ho ho ho! Fuck. <laughs> he just doesn't give a fuck. Love her feeding alcohol to the kids. You know, it's just like it, the deaths were a bit not what we used to, but that's because we're spoiled. But they were still the aftermath, and was there. You know, the the cellophane around the face. Was fucking original, I suppose, for back then. The, the, the hook to the 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 sorority mum. Fucking hell, not on the puss. Not, not the puss. No, not the puss. Do you want to see what I wrote down here? Go on. Hook in the mush. Okay. <laughs> hook in the mush. She got it in the face. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. I missed that. That was good. <laughs> hook in the mush. Very good. <laughs> oh, I like that a but lot. What I do want to talk about really briefly, you know, when they basically go to there's some a girl's gone missing on her way home. That's I don't know if it's connected or not. They don't really brush over that. Spoilers, by the way. Um, but one thing I do want to talk about is why the fuck does no one ever wear balaclavas anymore? Did you see the bo- the man on the um, snow speeder with the balaclava? Yeah, I loved I the like, balaclava when I was there. You need to bring back, but ba- that's all right. Balaclavas need to come back. I've got one. They, in they my... keep your face warm. They're amazing. I've got one. They're creepy as fuck, but they're amazing. Should I go and put it on? He looks so scary. No, don't put it on. I might wear it. I might wear it next time I see you. Put a balaclava on. But mate, they keep everything warm. They're great. Yeah, I, I loved the balaclava as a kid. Exactly. I'm, I feel we should bring it back. I, like you, I bet you can't just go in a shop and buy a balaclava anymore. Yeah, you can from an army pl- surplus shop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you know where they are? <laughs> anyway, and I'm not buying that shit online. They'll, they'll be keeping an eye on you. But you had, a, you had a number of deaths for a horror movie. It's still quite um, quite an interesting substantial amount of deaths. You saw one that you didn't know. There's a kid um, who we didn't see. It was just sort of like their reactions to it, which was, you know, quite an interesting approach. Um, you had Claire, um, along with the sorority mum. So that's three. Then you had uh, Margot's character, Margot I, was, I didn't think. I really thought first time watching this, I thought she was going to be the final girl because she was so ballsy, and I thought that's quite a high profile name. I thought that she was going to be a kind of final girl type thing. Did not expect her to go being killed with a unicorn. She's fucking good, though, right? Yeah, yeah, she's great. Right, you, would, she's you, would, you would, wouldn't you? You'd want to party with her. Like, I'd love to party fun. with her. She's fun. Yeah, she, Marco did it. And to be honest, like, you didn't really... You know, when you saw her in Superman, wasn't really that impressed with her in Superman. <laughs> was that before this? <laughs> no, it was after. You sure? 97, I thought it was 71. No, is it 78, then? 78 Superman. After, yeah, I think it's like, okay. it's definitely after. 100%. Yeah, she's a good looking lady. And so was, oh, talking about good lookers, Jess, aka, who she, do you know who she is? No. 
She is um, Bill Bill's wife in the in the It TV series. Oh, uh, yeah, of course she is. Yeah, so that's a bit awesome. of nice bit of trivia for you there, mate. Didn't have that in my Matt's back, so that's good. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'll tell you who is another good-looking person is John Saxon. He does not age that man, because I swear to God, he looks God the same in that movie. God bless him. Yeah, but he just looks the same in every single movie I've seen him. He's brilliant. The hard cop is just, like, so cool. Let's let's cool. let's have a little bit of a time for John Saxon, shall we? I mean, he appeared in Bruce Lee. Uh, in Bruce Lee. Enter the Dragon. <laughs> uh, yes, of course. Enter the Dragon. What else has he been Not in? Actually, in Bruce Lee, but the Nightmare on Elm Street. Absolutely. So, what else has he been in? Horror no, movies, like loads of shit, mate. <laughs> Always playing a cop, pretty much. He just loves it. I think that's his own jacket as well, because I swear to God, he's wearing that same jacket in every <laughs> single movie. He is great in a movie. I have got a lot of time for Mr. Saxon. Enter the Dragon. Obviously, he's in Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Yes. Black Christmas. Yeah. Um, what else are we looking at? Some really crap horror movies throughout time. Just going through his little idea. Oh, the bills, mate. Come on. Well, yeah, he, he did. <laughs> what Beverly I did want to... Hills Cop. Hang on, mate. I ain't finished oh, yet. I'm um, just going through his little repertoire. There's some really shit films here. Though. Matlock. Oh. Matlock. Not, what's that one called? That looks awesome. Nightmare Beach, 1989. Hang on. Did I give you that as a DVD? No, that's something different. I know what Nightmare Beach is, though. Okay. Zombie Death House sounds cool. Um, he was in obviously A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 Dream Warriors as well of course one of the best Nightmare movies very good uh, <laughs> he was in the 80 he's popped up in loads of cool shit I can imagine him in the 18 actually um, anyway, but that's enough love for John Saxon let's pull you out of the, okay. the <laughs> hole Magnum P.I. Fantasy Island with uh, what's his face anyway alright sorry brilliant what I do want to talk about is how fucking hard is it to trace a fucking phone call back then? The poor bastards. <laughs> I didn't. Right, you got to explain to me the concept in this. Why the what? fuck was he running around putting the phone that, in? in that must have been what it was like. It basically must have been coming in. You have to follow the wire, whatever it is, to to a box, and it'll tell you where what street it's on, and then you tap into it, and then you can hear the phone call. I would imagine that must have been fact purely based on fact it has to be real but it's interesting because they're like you have to keep them on the line and it, it gets really really kind of intense because you're like he's going mental on it and she's not keeping him on the phone long enough and it's really really fucking annoying earlier on though there was a really dark bit where he was like going all that <laughs> kitty 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 and all this fucking dark shit talking about and a he baby a lot yeah uh, and, it, and he goes and then he just goes I'm going to kill you in a foot and it's like what yeah just, that was dark that was so dark yeah it is dark I mean and also it's got really another really dark storyline in it uh, an abortion st- storyline in it, which is 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 quite you know. I don't know. I'm pro life. Pardon? I'm pro choice. Whatever. The fucking do you got to do? Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> but yeah, all in all, uh, a very interesting psychological slasher. Um, we can't go with obviously out without talking about the end. So the classic kind of scream kind of taken away the kind of the boyfriend is the killer. It's obvious. So it's really interesting the way obviously it ends. So what did you think about that? Because obviously I've seen it many a time. So yeah, I mean, I I I thought it was him all along. Again, I'm because you did mentioned. Did you actually think it was the boyfriend? Yeah, you swept up in that, and I was like, I can't think it's the boyfriend. It's got to be someone else. So I'm always looking for thing, other things, but I'm like, it's pointing at no one else apart from him. He he does look like a weird guy, but I'm like, it can't be him. But like, who else the fuck is it? Well, don't, um, don't you think at the end is a bit strange when he comes to the basement window and you're like, why is he doing that? Wouldn't he be like tapping on the window? Go, what the fuck are you doing down there? Yeah. Like, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah, it was a bit too like, you know, you deserve to die, motherfucker, was, for being a yeah, He was a fucking douchebag anyway. But then I didn't understand why that guy fucking passed out of shock, and then she was left to be asleep in the room. And it's like, okay, and what? He's up in the 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 real killer is up in the loft with oh, the which they haven't checked yet. The loft. Why the but, fuck would you not check a loft? Because, as, I suppose, but they think that they've caught the, the killer. Remember, this is 1974. Forensics weren't fucking great back then. But what, I'm, what, what is creepy is that I think, for me, one of the creepy, the craziest bits is where the line is very famous um, when they trace the call. And they basically say he's not like he is in the house. He's making the calls from the house. Get get out. Get out. Get yeah. out. Get out, Jess. Get off. And he's like, she's not. She's a fucking twat. She kind of deserved to die. Yeah, she should have gone straight out of that house. But yeah, yeah anyway, the end, the end's crazy because you think, you know, the, the, it's the way they all start leaving, you think this is weird because the camera's hanging and they just leave her there, which is really strange. There, there was a cop on the porch. Mm. I did notice that. Yes, there was. Yeah, with but, the dead, with the dead girl in the fucking window. Yeah, which no one, no one looked up to the window and saw the girl with the bag on her head. <laughs> oh, there she is! <laughs> Wave at her. Why she got a bag on her head? But yeah, the way that that bloke ran down the stairs after Jess was fucking creepy as balls. But he's not very strong because he can't kick open a fucking simple lock. I think I could have got through that door. Yes, you're, I'm sure you could have, Paul. Being the big manly man that you are. But yeah, that ending is fucking crazy. Because yeah, again, it's not the, that's probably why it didn't do so great. Because the ending is it doesn't really tie it up. No, and they didn't. They don't. People don't like that, do they? Back no, in the day, especially Americans, mate. They don't like. They want. They want it to be all tied up in a bow. Sorry, we know that's not all of you, you lovely listeners here, who <laughs> appreciate a good ending. Yeah, but yeah, you know, it's a great ending. I thought it was brilliant, and I, I really like it. I really like the movie. Yeah, interesting one. Right, let's get on to some uh, lovely Max facts then. We, we we covered a few of them whilst talking about it, but my number one fact. Did you know this was Alvis Presley's favourite horror movie? 
and he'd watch it every Christmas. And now even his family carried on the tradition after his death of watching when, it every Christmas. What year did he die? I don't know. Okay. Why? 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 I'm just interested to see if it's every year from 1974. I'm pretty sure he died in the 70s. Uh, I don't know. I don't know when he died. All I know is my fact. If it's true or not. Would you like to look up when he died? I am looking up when he died. Brilliant. Because it's a great fact, Matthew. Go on then. Well, he died in 1977, so he watched it for every year for four years. Yeah. Well, there you go. And they carried on the tradition. So nice. Quite, I thought it was a quite little, little interesting fact. The, originally, the film was called Silent Night, Evil Night. But they decided to change it. God, there's a lot of those movies out there. Silent Night, Deadly Night, you know. Any others? Silent Night, Bloody Night. <laughs> Any others? Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Loads <laughs> <laughs> for... I take um, that back. <laughs> <laughs> there's another funny fact. I didn't fact. have anything to back, up, back it up with. <laughs> there's, um... Actually, there's supposed to be teenagers in this movie. There are actually no teenagers in this movie. <laughs> They're all, the, the youngest people are 22 to 23, and the oldest person was 38. <laughs> it, show, it fucking shows. I know, they all look so old. Right. It's so old, so old. Um, I said earlier, it's one of the first ever seasonal horror movies ever made. Um, there is a connection to It's a Wonderful Life as well. A little nod to it because it's set in a place called Bedford, which is like Bedford Falls from It's a Wonderful Life. Another amazing Christmas film. Nice. Um, Claire's reaction to having the bag over her head. That was uh, supposedly, supposedly a real reaction because she didn't know what was going to happen next when she opened the curtain. That was quite interesting. The movie has a body count of eight in total. And my last fact, there was plans to do a sequel after the remake was done because it didn't do great. They wanted to go back and do a sequel. Bob Clark was going to do a sequel and it was going to focus around um, the main girl who survives. So she survives and it was going to be based around her and John Saxon was going to be brought back as the cop and she was going to be a new house mother of a sorority house um, but unfortunately Bob Clark died in a, a car accident um, which was sadly so it was never made that is really sad I mean Black Christmas has been remade a couple of times hasn't it uh, uh, I'd like to say once well how <laughs> that atrocity was made well but, I don't know after watching the Black Christmas 1974 I'm like I can see where they uh, were going with last absolutely year absolutely not that. you're not going to get a rise out of me sorry and um, similar shite but yes not bad absolutely no correlation apart but I'd like to see the Michelle Trackenberg um, Lacey oh yeah see Lacey Chabert Mary Elizabeth Winstead Katie Cassidy that's alright that one yeah, uh, the, 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 I didn't think it was too bad, the remake. I mean, it got panned. I think there was a lot of filming difficulties around it. I've listened to a podcast all about it that was really interesting, actually. Um, but it was, I, I remember, I haven't rewatched it recently, but I remember it being okay. Okay. Maybe, uh, maybe I might give that a watch one day. Maybe. Maybe for another Christmas episode. So, <laughs> 
I'm I'm kind of really need to rate this. Um, I'm kind of getting vibes that you didn't really like it by the look on your face. You keep pulling weird faces and you don't seem that interested. It wasn't bad. It was a good like knowing all the history of it and stuff. That was very interesting. Um, I think you need to have a little bit more respect for the movie. If I'm quite honest, I have a lot of respect for it. it doesn't mean that I have to um, rate it ten out of ten. I didn't want you to rate it ten out of ten. I'm just thinking it's getting a, it's getting a nice to watch your manners with this movie. Average seven out of ten for me. Okay, so yeah. you tell me what you thought of the movie. It was good. It was a good movie. Good solid. Um, I could see the importance of it and the the you know the stamp of uh, horror throughout time. That was fantastic. But as a movie as a whole. You know, taking it as it, it wasn't, it didn't blow me away. Um, I'd watch it again and I'd maybe watch it every Christmas and I'd definitely try and get some more from it knowing that what it was. But for being an 18, you know, there's darker movies out there and stuff like that, especially of that era. That's, that's a shame. Seven out of ten for me. What about you? I would say for me, I would put this up there for being pretty much nearly a nine because I absolutely appreciate everything this movie has done. Um, I think that we have been spoiled in what we've seen in the past, you know, throughout the 80s and everything like that. There's sometimes that we can't, you know, get away from that fact of this is, uh, for me, pure startings of an era of horror and and I think it paved the way for so much that for me personally, and I, I watched this quite late, quite late. I've, I even watched the remake before I watched this, which people would be like, what the fuck? And then when I watched it, it creeped me out and I thought it was so clever. And the storyline's clever, it's fresh, it's new for that time, 1974, off the back of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, when everybody had been shocked to their core. Um... I, I I really like it. I really I really like. It. I think the performances are great. The filming's great. There's some really good, like you said, POV stuff. You never see the killer. It's interesting, and it finishes with a great ending. Uh, and that is why I think I'm going to give it nine breaths out of ten. Fair play, man. That's our biggest divergence, I think, in ratings for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe I need to accept. Listen to the history a little bit more, but you know, I think that no, no, you're. Uh, I think totally the I think the nature of it has been improved on throughout time. In all honesty, even though this was a starting point, I think the nature has been improved on throughout time. And you know, sometimes you look back and go, like we watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the we the 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 port, and I and I still think that is like original on its own. Uh, there's people's been have taken a lot from it. But that one on its own is just singular. And I didn't really feel that from this. That's why it gives a seven. That's a real shame. Because you're wrong. Thank you. Anyway, what are we, do- what are we doing for the next episode? Well, I thought we'd stick with the 70s. Is it the 70s? Not really sure. I think it's the 70s. Done your research, good. Yeah, done my research. <laughs> but it's around that era. And I thought because everything's going on in the world, and I the way I think it might go next year, and I just thought, right, well, let's do it. Let's go for fucking something old and uh, that's got a little bit of a nice infection theme to it. So let's watch The Crazies. George A. Romero's The Crazies. What do you think? Yes, I'd definitely go with that 1973 classic. I'm looking forward to watching it. 
I was right there, 1933. <laughs> <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> I knew it was 70s. That, yeah, so that's like before Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it's the same year as... And it's the magnificent George A. Romero. Yeah, man. Fucking right, the crazies. Uh, probably, And then next episode we will do our top ten movies of the year. 2020 as well as delving into a little bit of uh other exciting bits that we've seen you know some what the fuck moments and some kills and stuff that we've we'll just definitely have a chat about that absolutely and if there's anything decent before you know next episode we'll review that we'll see <laughs> but obviously i've just pulled the movie from the vault which is the crazies which is fantastic and that's episode 67 we um, hope you have a great christmas everyone and thank you for listening and here's to next year. Hope it's a fucking good one for you all. And on that note... It's going to be. When there's no more room in hell. Merry Christmas! Here's another podcast. <laughs> I am the devil. And I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast. Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath. Or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreath.com pod at hotmail.com <laughs>